The Underground Railroad was a serious movement running out of New Orleans, Louisiana, the biggest piece of it. Though we hear about Harriet Tubman, and I love to hear about my sister, she moves me. And this sister says she was a Harriet. I thought, hmm, a Harriet's in the house. <laughs> I'm Harriet Tubman, chillin', black woman slave. Born on a plantation in Maryland, gal. How my rights depraved? Tell me how far the road to Canada? How far do I have to go? How far the road to Maryland and the hatred that I know? Harriet lived here. Right here in Troy. <laughs> You're on such hallowed ground. It's very difficult to talk about a movement from New Orleans, Louisiana, a movement uh, from the east coast of the USA of Africans and their compatriots. Oftentimes whites who are also poor whites are whites who have gotten in other kinds of trouble, getting through the woods and the mountains and the streams through the, some of the caves that they have explored. They had a, the, union, the United States government commissioned a general, a black general, to study Harriet's trails. And he said, she couldn't have done it. And I say, uh, I said, General Parks, tell me, why couldn't she have done it? He said, because those caves were too dangerous. <laughs> so they didn't know Harriet. <laughs> and you sure don't know Harriet. Uh, so this underground railroad that came up the Mississippi River through the center bed of the country into that region that John Brown would go into when he went into Kansas, right up through Illinois, all the way upstream, when it spread out through the Great Lakes, and probably along part of the trail we call these days the Erie Canal, that underground railroad that went through Cincinnati, with Cincinnati being the strongest piece of it, that underground railroad may be running today. And I want you to be clear because it's what? It's an unseen trail with unknown conductors and many, many train stops. So that Africans and enslavement would talk about, would sing about, this train is a freedom train. This train is a freedom train. You can only ride it in a freedom name. Ride this train. I mean, got church started up here, y'all, so be careful now. Uh, so we here at Troy, where Garrett Smith had commissioned Henry Highland Garnett to pass out thousands of acres of land in what we know is the area right here beyond North Elba, New York, thousands of acres, to Africans from New York City to come up and farm, to come up and farm this land. He hired John Brown to train these Africans from New York City and how to farm. Now can you imagine that in the 1840s and 50s? Slavery is over. Graduated slavery ended in 1827. Henry Highlands Garnett's from Baltimore, Maryland, where they took in 90% of the population of slaves were below the age of 16. His grandfather, an African chief of the Mandingo tribe, caught the confidence of Colonel Spencer, his master who called him Joseph because he was so smart and so much like Joseph in the Bible. 
introduced him to Christianity, <laughs> but didn't understand that Joseph was an African. And not just an African chieftain, but an African in his heart. And he came from a place where indigenous people, all people in Africans were indigenous people at this hour, believe that I am because we are. Because we are, I am. That is the first step toward being a human. And Colonel Spencer, if you be no slave, you be no friend of mine. Massa or not. He didn't understand that because he didn't understand that he was not a part of the humanness, the wholeness that makes us one people. He took his whole family north. I'm talking about eight family units unheard of in a runaway case. So this tells you that these people are being, what? Led by some skillful organizers and they wind up around Mott Street in Manhattan. Years later, they will be raided by Maryland Raiders. Garnett's father will have to jump from a building. Garnett was at sea. And when he returned, he returned and said, at that moment, we're going to have to fight. And I will never be without a weapon. So this is the man that came to Troy to pastor a touch. This is the man that, from 1840 to 1848, pastored the Presbyterian churches of Troy. He gathered around him all of the other men and women. And there were plenty of sisters. Not just Harriet, who was here. Harriet was here in 1861 to free a brother. And I know you know about him because on one of the bank buildings here is the man that Harriet actually freed. Of course, there was a mob of 4,000, 2,000 on each side. You're standing on hallowed ground. This is Troy, New York. You're standing in an hour when you're going to have to do what happened right here in Troy after the Civil War ended. And industrialization was mounting, and this was a massive industrial center. But it also was the, one of the most polluted areas of the country. People were dying of all kinds of lung diseases, especially TB. And a black brother, architect, built right up here on a hill somewhere in Troy, a wonderful park so that women and children could come up to the park and get fresh air. Fresh air. This is Troy. Did y'all know that? This is Troy. When I'm in Troy, I know that I'm standing on sacred ground of revolutionaries who were looking at the environment, who looked at farming and new farm techniques. When I'm in Troy, nothing you can do will surprise me. <laughs> nothing. Because all of the revolutionaries that have come through here have come through here with the intent of building something that didn't look like capitalism. <laughs> Henry Highland Gannett, Garrett Smith, who himself was a financier, talked about ending forever what we know as capitalism, slavery, and developing what they call the wage system. But Garnett said, that doesn't look like it's enough. We must also end the monopoly of land. 
We are talking about pre-Civil War. Pre-Civil War. So eco-socialism begun where? I'm, you, know, you didn't say it like you meant it. So I've given you a spark of the speech. But Coley Clark, as any, my students will tell you, doesn't do anything without doing what this wonderful young man did on his home this, horn this evening. And that is having some music, because Africans don't function without music. I come out of the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee. We open with music, and we close what we shall overcome. We're the music people. So I ask you to join me and just saying a little brief piece with me. Would everybody please stand? And sister, may I have your hand? You and the baby. If y'all would just catch hands somehow. And the style please pass right over left. She's got a baby, so I'm not going to trouble her. But I want you to say with me, I am. 